0: Welcome to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast, where you can learn from entrepreneurs and investors who are driving progress in healthcare and life science across the globe. My name is Joe Schunkweiler. I'm a physician and former health tech executive. And my name is Alex Merwin. I'm an operations executive who's worked at two startups that exited as unicorns. And now Joe and I work with healthcare and life science startups and investors at AWS. Welcome back to our second episode of the mini season on health equity. Today, I'm joined by Baha Zayden from Azalea Health, and in this episode, we shine a light on challenges delivering healthcare in rural communities. Azalea Health empowers care providers with simplified and seamless technology that boosts their ability to provide care, all while supporting their work-life balance. Baha, Azalea Health's co-founder and CEO, is a real-life health IT superhero. Guided by his passion for cloud computing, mobile development, device computing, and big data analytics, Baja founded Azalea to transform how rural healthcare providers run their practices. We discuss the unique operational challenges rural providers face delivering care and managing their practices, health inequities facing one in five Americans who live in rural communities, and how cloud technology enables Azalea to rapidly iterate and improve its products in a secure and compliant fashion. Let's get to it. Baha Zayden from Azalea Health. Thank you so much for joining me today on the AWS Health Innovation Podcast. I couldn't be more excited for this conversation. I've been really looking forward to this one. Maybe we could just get started. I'd love to hear a little bit more about Azalea Health and what exactly you do.
1: Hey, thank you, Alex, and nice to meet you. good to be on your podcast. Give me a little bit about Azalea Health. Uh, just start with our mission. Uh, our mission is to help to help the underserved healthcare providers improve patient care and profitability. And we do that by providing them with a cloud solution to run their practices, and basically focusing on simplifying the EHR experience. Uh, So at CORE, we provide an EHR that serves the underserved market, which is the rural market, and help them with their workflow and engaging with their patients as well as improve their profitability.
0: What made you choose to dedicate your career in this area? I, I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the Baja story.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to take the way back machine to uh, my internship days. I started as an internship. Uh, in an internship opportunity with a medical laboratory company. Uh, as a computer science major, I started working at this medical laboratory company uh, doing interfaces with between the laboratory information system and uh, EHRs. And that's 20 years ago. Uh, I spent with that medical laboratory company uh, seven years of my life where I was able to to connect to hundreds of ehrs uh, throughout my careers uh, my career and that experience gave me the uh, opportunity to see what i would call a messy industry and i felt that ehrs were clunky i felt as i was speaking to providers and they were not too excited about using them. And you would think when you purchase a system or a solution as a provider and you implement it, you should be getting excited about it. I didn't hear the excitement from providers when, after implementing EHRs and connect him with that laboratory at the time. So I saw that there's an opportunity for us to build. A cloud solution and provide a more modern experience to the EHR. And if you look at the EHR industry, it's truly an old industry. And most major EHRs in the market built in the late 70s, early 80s, all the famous ones that you know of. Uh, they were actually built in the late 70s, early 80s. The experience of implementing in the EHR is a daunting experience for providers. And we saw that being a, a huge burden in the EHR and the provider side. And we thought it should be easier. We've looked at, um, at the time, uh, was interacting with a lot of financial platforms as well. And it felt like the FinTech has a leg up on the health IT. And when it comes to the cloud adoption, the simplicity of uh, fintech, we decided to take a leap of faith and start Azalea on the premise of solving a problem for providers who are underserved in the rural market, in cities and towns that are 200 or less and 200,000 in population or less, and give them an experience that is a true cloud multi-tenant environment.
0: Baha, I really appreciate how customer obsessed you were. At Amazon, we're all about customer obsession. And you picked up on the signals and you noticed the clunky experience and you came about to innovate and improve it. However, I want to learn more about why you focused on the specific customer segment you did. I imagine if you were creating a new EHR, you could focus on the largest DMAs and then go where the yeah. most, where the largest patient populations are. Why is it that you were drawn towards specifically working with rural health clinics and under underserved provider populations? What drove you to make that decision?
1: Uh, a couple of things. Some of them. Uh, one, I actually started the company in rural Georgia in a small little town called Valdosta, Georgia. So the company was in rural market to start with. However, we felt that the rural market and the underserved population of the rural areas have set of challenges that the larger EHRs and the larger health systems don't have. Some of those challenges like access to talent, they didn't have the resources to build data centers, have resources to focus on being have a chief security officer uh, uh, working at a 25-bed critical access hospital or a five-provider physician office. And also, they didn't have the overall resources and access to insured patients. So they depend on government programs. So if you think about the rural health side, there are a couple of designations. One for hospitals called Critical access hospital, and the second one is rural health clinic designation mm-hmm. that allows them to get reimbursed higher by the government. Mm-hmm. And we saw that that we can focus on those segments and deliver feature functionality to make us far better than the competitors in that segment. Mm-hmm. And over the years, uh, uh, Alex, we found actually, uh, especially after COVID. We found the same set of challenges that rural market had in the past and uh, that they continue to have now is even bleeding into the urban market. If you look at access to talent, it's challenging everywhere. In our mind, we were focusing on delivering solution that's easy to learn, easy to adapt by providers and nurses and staff and, and, and users. And we see that now currently an issue for the urban market. Uh, When you look at, the example, we launched our telehealth and our platform in 2015 because we saw in the rural market it's unfair for a patient to drive four or five hours to see a specialist when they can just have a relationship with their primary care in their town and connect with a specialist telehealth. So we built an integrated telehealth early on and made it part of our workflow from the patient portal, allow the patient to schedule and request a telehealth visit, all the way to the provider side where we allow the provider to see patients through uh, telehealth or face-to-face and it's integrated within the workflow in the EHR dashboard. And those can Fast forward many years later, we saw those challenges appear even in the urban market when it comes to COVID and the need to shift to a telehealth solution fairly quickly. We continue to see that there's challenges in that market that wasn't addressed by the larger vendors, and we tackled it. And another one is just thinking about sales cycles. The sales cycle in the market, we found it to be much smaller. And when you look at uh, the rural market is a set of a smaller decision making set of people who are making that decision versus if you look at a large academic health system, uh, the decision is a long multi-year decision making process that takes layers and layers of people who are involved in that decision. So we stayed in that market and we've been scaling up our business nicely in the rural market. Thank you for sharing all that. And I particularly respect
0: how you considered the reimbursement patterns when selecting your primary customer segment and thinking about your go-to-market. And that makes a lot of sense if these hospitals had a unique reimbursement pathway that would make it easier for them to commit to deploying a new technology solution. So Baha, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode in particular because we're featuring you alongside a few other innovative companies to talk about health equity. And so to frame this part of the conversation, I wanted to share the definition for health equity from the World Health Organization. And they say that equity is the absence of unfair, avoidable differences among groups of people, whether those groups are defined socially, economically, demographically, geographically, or by any other dimensions of inequality. So I thought, you know, first off, yeah, I wanted to hear your reaction to that framing, and then how it relates to the work that you do at Azalea Health.
1: When you read the definition, I, I got a little bit of chills because we've had that notion at Azalea in 2008. We saw that there's inequity in the rural market and in rural, for rural providers in 2008, when health equity uh, as a topic, it was non-existent. So it's... Very good to see that now large institutions, large companies like Amazon and the rest of the healthcare industry is thinking about health equity and thinking about leveling the playing field for patients, and patients across the country. And that's one. The second, when uh, we feel that technology can play a huge role in leveling that playing field. Uh, Historically, access to specialists, access to resources is much harder for uh, uh, providers and patients who are living three to four hours away from an urban area. If you look at the United States of America from a satellite at night, you'll see that there's lights in the East Coast and lights on the West coast and a lot of dark, uh, very little lights in between. However, it's one fifth of our population lives in between, and it's a significant number of lives and significant amount of providers who are serving that community. And it's really good to see that there's additional focus on, on, on this issue and, and, and additional focus and leveling that playing field for between the underserved and the well-served populations.
0: Thank you for focusing on the area so early, uh, and, and I'm sure that your customers have benefited from it. I'd love to hear a specific customer example. Can you bring this to life by talking about one of your customers that's deployed as Alia Health and how the solutions ultimately impacted patient lives?
1: yeah so i i I'll, I'll i want to mention a couple of examples. Uh, one is related to patient care itself and one related to just workflow and access to to resources. When it comes to our system, we realize early on we have to be really simple simple to use, and we put actually this simplicity aspect of our uh workflow and how we have our users interact with us as a company or our platform as a core for us. One of the things I recently went and visited one of our clients and actually the comment that I had from the CEO, we had a huge turnover around nurses and we were, they were also engaging with traveling nurses. And also the traveling nurses were coming in for a few days and leaving and a few days and leaving. And his comment was, Azalea EHR saved us a lot of hours when it comes to training a new who's coming through the door. And being able to see the correlation between the current market condition, which is it's really hard to retain and, and, and maintain uh, nursing staff in your in your uh, facility in your hospitals, and if you think about healthcare, nurses are the heartbeat of 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 the healthcare. Uh, we feel that the nurses who are the ones who are a uh, main driver of the quality of care, and having them being able to use the system quickly and be able to take advantage of the EHR as quickly as possible is really important to our providers and us as well. So that was one of the examples. I wanna give you another example that was really something we didn't even uh, think about. There is a behavioral health organization that's serving rural Kentucky, giving um, autistic children care across rural Kentucky. And they started using Azalea and during the pandemic, and they started shifting to telehealth fairly quickly. One of the byproducts of using telehealth is enabling the patients, or in this case, children with autism, to use iPads. And they found amazing results where their patients who are an autistic child is opening up a lot more over iPad versus a face-to-face visit. Mm. And they saw a correlation with improved engagement between the therapist and the patient and the autistic child. And it made them now adopt this even after COVID as part of their care. And that was great to see that technology does even telehealth. We we do realize communication has to be face to face a lot in a lot of situations. But in some of those situations, actually communication over iPad or uh, over a tablet enhanced the results of the care. So those are some of the examples, and we have many more. Those are great examples.
0: I wanted to ask you about how technology can help address some of the health equity challenges between rural and urban populations. And you just provided one great example with telehealth, but are there other indications, disease states, or patient populations that benefit from specific technology implementations when
1: they live in rural environments? Yeah, I mean, we, we do see, uh, for example, engaging with patients in the rural market, in the rural areas is is extremely important. So if you look at high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, in general, you see in rural markets, we have a lot of patients with that it's hard for them to maintain a healthy diet just because there's also something called food deserts where they don't access fresh foods. they don't ac- ac- they don't have the access to uh, to the right environment to maintain a healthy diet. Where we see also technology uh, helping is where our platform have an open set of APIs where we're looking for partners and vendors that can help engage with those patients to help solve a lot of uh, diet issues, uh, patient adherence issues, where our platform is is an open uh, platform to allow other creative minds to come and engage and solve our problem with us. Mm-hmm. The um, So it sounds like the your solution creates
0: this connective tissue where you can have one patient, one record, and it enables other partners to come in and help address some of these challenge areas where before it'd be really challenging for them to do so because all the information would be fragmented and wouldn't be available to care teams.
1: Absolutely, and one of the yeah, one of the key things that we also focus on our platform, uh, and we did this uh, through an acquisition that we've done last year. We bought a, a data analytics company last year called Dashboard MD, which now is fully integrated within our platform, where we give the providers the ability to slice and dice their data and be able to run their reports in our, our platform any way they want to. And historically, uh, doing things like this is Mm. very available for large urban uh, institutions that can afford very expensive data lakes and very expensive data uh, analytics teams and analysts who can dig into this data. And we felt that we wanna be able to provide it in a simple solution where the provider themselves can use their imagination to curie their own data and simplify how they get the insights about their workflow and their data. How does that change the provider-payer relationship, access to
0: those critical insights and you're really positioned to provide value for providers. But of course, as with everything in healthcare, we need to think of the trifecta, the patient, the payer and the provider. So it'd be great to learn a little bit about how Azalea Integrates with payers. How you've seen that relationship evolve over time as these rural health systems gain sharper tools to enable them to gain better understanding of their practices.
1: Yeah, and we feel that revenue is is the lifeblood of of the healthcare. You have, especially in the rural market, where access to to true patients is a scarce and an issue. So one of the key things that we provide as a company, especially for rural health clinics and rural providers, we provide them with an RCM service, um, revenue cycle management service, to help them navigate the complexity of the payer side. And if you think about it, a lot of going back into the talent uh, issue. In the urban market, it's much easier to find certified professional coders, certified pillars that can come in and help a provider or a health system navigate this challenging relationship between the payer and the provider. However, in the rural market, it's really tough, especially in a population of 10,000 or a population of 20,000, to find the right talent to help that provider navigate the complex payer environment. We take that on as a service and we also build out rules and algorithms within our application to simplify the claim processing aspect of, of, of the visit, of the patient visit and We see it as truly unfair for the rural market, for the rural provider to navigate those complex insurance rules and part of our mission is to help the underserved healthcare provider prove patient care and profitability. And the profitability piece is a key to what we do. And we do that by simplifying it through the application, but also we provide a service on top of that to if for any reason could not they could not access talented billers or certified professional coders, we take on that challenge with them and help them navigate that.
0: That's fascinating.
1: There's a benefit to scale, right? And you could take a
0: vertically integrated healthcare system as an example of this, where you just have access to analytics and insight that are going to enable you to do things that others can't if they don't have patient population sizes to, to warrant the investment. But what you're doing is you're creating shared insight across large groups of provider orgs through the iteration of your algorithms, right? So um, there may not be critical mass within a certain type of claim, just from one one practice. And I don't know specifically how the technology works you can enumerate, um, but I'm sure you in a responsible and privacy compliant way can aggregate those insights and improve the efficacy of the revenue cycle management tooling so that an individual rule practice can benefit from a wisdom of the crowds, if you will. So that's really interesting.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and we bring that experience that typically can be only accessed by large health systems to the smaller health systems because you're right. It's hard for them to navigate that in their own, navigate the complexity of the payer environment in their own. And if we were able to bring the broader picture to them, it will be a win-win. And actually, we've done some ROI calculations through third-party vendors, and we're bringing them a huge uplift or, of ROI when it comes to uh, their revenue cycle. Also, what we do for them as they transition to platforms, r- more providers don't have access to uh, abundance of cash in their balance sheet. So we make sure as we as they navigate the transition to Azenium, we're working diligently to make sure their days in AR and their account receivable does not impact them as they sometimes have just most less than 30 days of cash to operate. So it's very important to have a lens of uh, being extremely sensitive to their uh, uh, access to cash when, you, when, you, when, when you're navigating that market.
0: I want to go back to the health equity lens. And so you've talked about a few areas where Azalea's technology has helped uh, bridge access gaps between rural and urban environments, right? So we talked about telehealth and the autism example. Uh, We talked about nutrition and food deserts and the EHR's ability to pull in third parties to help uh, innovate a little faster. Are there any areas where you don't feel, and I'm not going to say you've not moved fast enough because it's not fair, but we as a, as an industry, as a health innovation community, just haven't done enough. Are there any pressing areas for progress that you think warrant more attention and investment?
1: Yeah, uh, one key one is access to specialists and especially at an affordable price. Uh, We see that accessing specialists for remote uh, patients is a huge value to them. If you think about, for example, a single mother who's working at a fast food restaurant and has a, a, a son or a daughter that has an illness that requires a specialist, that person has to take a day off, drive three, four, uh, take take their son or daughter out of school, and drive three, four hours to an urban right. specialist to see them. Mm-hmm. And if we can allow uh, enhanced reimbursement for telehealth and enha- re- enhance reimbursement for those types of encounters, mm-hmm. that will help leveling the playing field because that mother who works at a for a 10, 15, $20 an hour, it's very hard for her uh, to take a a full day off to drive her son or daughter four hours just to see a specialist for 15 minutes. Mm. Uh, So those are the kind of stories that we see over and over that an enhanced reimbursement for telehealth and additional access to the specialty care for the rural market will be extremely helpful.
0: I think this is also where the work you're doing on revenue cycle management becomes very important because even if the reimbursement pathway is there, if it's too complicated, a little strapped, busy, overburdened provider and back office staff, they want to do what's in the best interest of the patient. But when you're leaving work late every single night and you've got your own demands and you have high attrition and it's really hard, it that's just a lot to overcome, right? So if you can simplify it the is. workload and enable these teams to be much more efficient and get more done more quickly, it increases the likelihood they're going to take on these innovative solutions, right? And try new things.
1: Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we also want to do all of that in a secure manner in a manner that it's ubiquitous to the end user. Uh, They don't need to be thinking about the overall complexity behind the scenes and being able to continuously thinking about simplifying that experience for the provider, the health system and the patient. Is just extremely valuable. So you mentioned security and at the top of the episode,
0: one of the things you mentioned differentiated you from other EHRs very early on was that you were cloud first. I made a note okay. of that. I want, I would just wanted to come back and double click on it and you mentioned security, so it's a good time. Uh, why the cloud? Yeah. Like, well, why why uh, is being cloud first important for your solution?
1: Uh, again, going back into being cloud first is, it simplifies, uh, that the need for uh, our end users to worry about the security. I'm not saying that they shouldn't worry about it, but it's putting a lot more burden on us. So we make sure our, actually all of our, we are very code certified. It's a vendor that looks at uh, a third party vendor that certify our code, as well as we we take security investments seriously, where our world mm-hmm. practice can't afford doing all the security practices that Azalea does in a regular basis. Also, if you think about cloud-first environment, uh, you mentioned it earlier, when we change any role in our platform and be able in a, in a quick, less than 30 seconds, propagate that rule to all our customers across the country, there's a mm-hmm. huge benefit in that. Our customers even don't have time to stop what they're doing to engage with anybody's support to upgrade. That that concept we feel is daunting for our segment, and we feel that continuous integration and building out our application and where we push live sometimes three, four times a day and sometimes three, four times a week, where uh, it, it's an environment that constantly growing, constantly innovating, uh, and it's it pays to be that. Matter of fact, I want to uh, do a, a, a quick, shameless plug. And recently azalea was featured by class being number one vendor for delivering new technology and that because of the power of of that of the cloud the key thing here are iteration
0: cycles right how rapidly yep. can you take signals from your customers and integrate them into the code base push into production and if you have a client side application, you have to wait for things to be updated. You got a, a, perhaps there's a, a firmware update that needs to be processed in yep. the hardware. green update is you know, a lot of stuff. As if we didn't have enough stuff already to worry about in healthcare. Let's, to worry about, yeah. Get yeah, rid of the undifferentiated heavy lifting. Uh, Baja, this has been an absolute blast. But before we close out, do you have recent partnerships announcements? Is there anything that you want to share with our audience? Are there? Do you have any asks from the health innovation community that we reach?
1: Yeah. First, uh, I always uh, say I want to plug our customers. We we feel that the rural um, provider and the rural patient uh, deserves a lot of attention. So thank you for giving me uh, the venue to uh, to speak to you and your audience. Uh, second, you know, of course, uh, Azalea solving this problem and um, more publicity, more, more ears uh, hearing about Azalea is is a huge plus. And as I mentioned recently, Azadia has been ranked number one for delivering technology with class. We continue to uh, innovate and and, uh, continue to make progress. Uh, We also recently done an acquisition of a small company uh, in Kansas, an EHR company that uh, is adding more users to our platform. So we're excited about uh, the new addition uh, to the Azadia family. And uh, we continue to scale up the business and continue to grow. And we're excited about the segment we're in. Do you have any
0: advice for other entrepreneurs that are looking to sell new technology into provider organizations and particularly in the rural context? And if you go back in time and you could meet with that intern, trying to figure out how to get information (laughs) in and out of legacy EHRs, what words of wisdom would you whisper in that person's ear?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, listen to your customers and figure out how do you systemize that listening through either behavior science or user behavior science uh, tools that will continue to give you more insights about about your own customers. Uh, that would be one. Second is focus. Um, I think in the healthcare and, and and you know this, Alex, it's it's a huge amount of problems and. Uh, I remember early on we, we were um, getting distracted with a lot, solving a lot of problems. And early on, we were finding some of our physician offices did not have internet. So <laughs> we, we, we had to really help them uh, get even internet to their, house, uh, to their offices. Uh, but if you think about it, uh, being able to focus on one problem and go deep in that problem and solving that problem is, is a key to success in the healthcare.
0: Ah, Baha Zayden left me inspired from Azalea Health. Thank you so much for joining us on the
1: podcast. Alex, honored to be with you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed the
0: show, please leave us a review and rating. It helps others find us. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please go to aws.amazon.com
1: startups.